Welcome, cadets and captains, to another episode of M-Class Podcast. Oh my god, my chode is so hard sideways. We're still doing this with our ginormous chodes. It's so hot here, I don't want pants on. Well, rip them bad boys off. We don't need those. They're skin tight. I can't rip them. (laughs) (laughs) Just rip them off like fake party boy pants and get ready. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, Because on this episode of M-Class Podcast, you know, it's a podcast where we sit down and we talk about a piece of Star Trek media. We're going to be talking about Our Man Bashir, Deep Space Nine season whatever episode. I don't have it in front of me. Four, ten, but on Netflix it's season four and nine. I felt defeated when I went to Netflix because I've been trying so hard to use the correct numbers. No, don't sweat it. Netflix will fuck you every time with that shit. I felt so defeated. Like, I turned it on and it was like four four nine and i was like you motherfucker dude i swear to god they just like switch them around it's just like they're funsies. just like yeah they're like this one's seven this one's eight it's like what are you guys doing over here just fucking jeff over we just love it it's our favorite <laughs> so this is actually the third episode in our in bam's cards and casinos collection yeah, they're getting better, man. Woo! Yeah, this is a good one. Um, it's interesting to note that as of the recording of this show, and, and if nothing goes wrong, Bam will be on our next episode. The, the second person, I think, to suggest a collection and then be in that collection. I think Rich Ooh. Master did that once. Oh, did... Yeah, yeah, Rich did. Uh, so look forward to that. That's gonna be pretty dope. <laughs> but, you know, we've been looking forward to June all year long. Uh, yeah. And it's because it's Pride Month, and not only do we love to support our LGBTQ plus listeners and anybody out there who identifies that way, but thanks to Captain Desrath, a fan of our show that you might know from some of the email segments that we've done before, we're doing a Patreon Pride Pledge Drive for all Trek boys. It's coming back! We're back, baby! (laughs) People who've been listening to us since 2019 remember that we did this with Desrath once before, and it was a smashing success. I think we ended up donating like a grand total of like $600, 500 and some dollars. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, The way this works, if you weren't back there, though is uh, that this is a donation drive to the Trevor Project, which is an organization that is dedicated to preventing suicide in LGBTQ plus youth. Mm -hmm. They have the Trevor Lifeline Crisis Intervention Hotline that you can call if you're ever in need as an LGBTQ plus person, and uh, they can help you out. They also have Trevor Chat and Trevor Text, which are... um, Less scary, less voice-based versions. Yeah, if you don't like calling I hate people. calling people on yeah, the phone. Yeah, no, I don't know anybody who likes calling people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I gotta thank Desrath for setting this up. Uh, it's basically um, a donation to the Trevor Project, an M-Class podcast name, based off of Patreon support at the end of Pride Month 2021. Woo! At the end of June, Desrath will donate $1 for every dollar over 750 of our total Patreon money. So right now, we have $1,029 
going into yeah. our Patreon as of the recording of this. So let me get my calculator out. It's on your phone. Unless Josh can do mathematics really fast and show me up. Uh, what was the numbers? Uh, it's $279 is what is going to be donated right now. And, of course, at the end, Josh and I are going to donate lump sums. Last time around, we donated 100 bucks each. This time yeah. around, we're shooting to hopefully be able to donate more. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, if people... Uh, Oh, I guess it's important to point out that because he's not made of money, Desrath is limiting it to a maximum of a thousand dollars donation. Yeah, uh, which would be insane, and we hope that we can do that for sure. But I will say this: that if the more we get for Patreon, the more Jeff and I will donate. Oh yeah, so. absolutely. We we take directly from what you give to us on Patreon and donate. So yeah. keep that in mind as well. Uh, we're not just running away with a bunch of money for LGBTQ. Yeah, for plus a good you. cause. Yeah, no, we we really like this cause. I I am into uh, the hotline for suicide prevention. I think it's a, a really great service and tool oh, yeah. for people who need it. As a sufferer of depression, I understand. Oh yeah, the absolutely. Need for it. It's like a necessity. It and anything yeah. that we can donate to help it chugging along is uh, like amazing, and I'm super psyched for it. Yeah. So I hear you out there, Jeff. How do I get involved in this great cause? All you have to do is add an M Class Podcast Patreon pledge at Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast. Keep in or increase the pledge you already have for the month of June 2021 and keep it through billing at the end of that month. That's it. We'll uh, communicate and calculate the total donations on our end and uh, we'll donate with Desrath at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. If you really want to go above and beyond, you can go to a website that Desrath has set up, www.thereicontributed.com. <laughs> I forgot about that I awesome l- name. I love that website. And uh, hit donate. But please remember to dedicate the donation to M-Class Podcast if you do. There'll be a checkbox on the donation form just under the donation amount to dedicate. First name M-Class, last name Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> To make sure that payments have time to process and stuff, Desrath will be holding out on donating until mid to late July, and the fundraiser page will stay up through all of July. And that's it. We could really band together and make a difference with this drive as a a community and enrich M-Class in ways that go way beyond monetary support and go into actually creating the sort of utopian future that we want for for our Star Trek future. So yeah. Definitely get in on that. Uh, we are so excited to be half sponsors because Desrath is definitely the the guy who's been behind this this whole time, and we thank him uh, tremendously for that. Yeah, we're just like the Count Choculas. We're just like the face. <laughs> Went straight to Count Chocula for that. Didn't we're, you? <laughs> we're the face and body boys. <laughs> we are the figurehead leaders of this yeah. movement. I was going to go with Tony the Tiger, but Count Chocula is cooler. Count Better Chocula cereal. is a hundred times cooler. You're, you are correct. Fucking chocolate milk at the end of your cereal? Yes, please. Yeah, it just gives it to you. It's like a present at the end. It's like, it's thanks like, for enjoying our cereal. Here's some chocolate milk. Yeah, here's some milk. You drink this fucking chocolate milk. 
Uh, thank you to Desrath for putting on uh, this pledge drive. Thank you for to the Trevor Project. I know everyone who works there listens. Thank you guys for everything that you do Woo. for the LGBTQ plus community. Yes, yes. And uh, definitely head to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast and become a patron today or up your pledge so that we can give more money at the end of the month to the Trevor Project. Cha-ching! I'll do the sound effects. Cha-ching! <laughs> so, uh, back to our man Bashir. Let's, uh, oh, man, what an episode. This, this episode is fun on a bun. It's super fun and ridiculous. I forget how good this episode is every time, and then I re- rewatch it, and I'm like, oh, this is, like, really good. It's weirdly, even though it's called Our Man Bashir, and Bashir is playing the James Bond role in it, it's yeah. more of a character study of Garrick than yeah. Bashir, which is really fun. It it, it furthers their... Um, like spy relationship that the two of them have developed, right? Oh like, yeah, which has launched a thousand ships, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, ships <laughs> as in like dicks and mouths. Yeah, yeah, straight fuck alien fucking. I like, <laughs> I like when Garrick gets the turtleneck, and it's like obvious that like they just didn't want to <laughs> give him the neck. He's it's like they have it a little puffed out on the sides, but nowhere yeah. near where it's supposed to be. They're like, we're not putting the neck on this guy. This is fucking hard. Um, uh, this episode was uh, the teleplay for this episode was written by Ronald D. Moore, who I think everyone listening to this knows. Oh, is that guy a good? Is he good at stuff? He's pretty good, I hear. I uh, hear he made a good show. Yeah, it's called Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Exactly. Uh, he's he also created some show called Battlestar Galactica. I don't know anything about that. But starring all the hotties, uh, Edward James Almost, the hottest. The- <laughs> uh, that guy who looks like my pop up. Oh God, yeah, the what, dude who what, does the uh, does voice. He plays General Tullius in Skyrim, yes, and it's super yes. obvious it's him. <laughs> yeah, he's the grandfather in Sabrina too. He shows up. Oh, it's so weird. He's the grandfather in Sabrina, and uh, Gita is the doctor. What's his name? The fucking bookstore owner guy. Oh yeah, and it's like who the fuck knows all these Battlestar Galactica people that are getting them in the show? Did Josh do the casting for the show? I, dude, if it was me, Cheryl Blossom, all all characters. That makes perfect sense to me. Madeline Pitch, let's go. Put her in there. I just remember playing Skyrim, and I I probably like for the eightieth time or something because yeah. that's how often I fucking played it. And I had just watched a few episodes of Battlestar Galactica, like, minutes before, and it gets to that <laughs> part where it's like, a king doesn't dis- doesn't attack his king and usurp his throne. And I was like, ah, oh, I fucking know who that is. Yeah, he's got a distinctive voice. <laughs> That's a very bad impression. He does a bunch impression. of voiceover stuff. Well, he has such a distinctive voice, he would have to, right? Yeah, it would be stupid not to. Uh, he... Ronald D. Moore, not the guy for Battlestar Galactica, uh, has like won a ton of awards for his writing. He did writing, uh, started out on Next Gen, got like Deep Space Nine handed to him because he was so good at what he did. Yeah. Uh, he's also known as being fairly cantankerous, and if fans ask him questions, they get straight answers, even if they're really mean sometimes. 
That's how you do it. <laughs> uh, but he's he's probably most well known amongst uh, loser geeks for being in Battlestar Galactica guy. <sighs> That's all the the wind being deflated from my sails. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> my nerdy nerdy sails. Uh, this episode was written originally like the story was written by a dude named Bob Gillen. Who literally uh, only wrote this episode. Karen Gillian's dad, Bob. Bob. His name That's, is said differently and spelled differently, but it's it's her dad. It's her dad. <laughs> uh, also, Gillian Jacobs' dad as well. <laughs> Gillian Jacobs, <laughs> yep. And Gillian Anderson. Yeah. Gill- <laughs> Gillian Anderson. Um, he also worked on Star Trek First Contact as assistant production associate, so we don't really have anything to compare... The writing in this episode, too. He just dipped his little baby toe into Star Trek and was like, I'm good. I'm fine. The thing that I want to, like, sort of uh, focus on here when I'm talking about uh, the the writer and the director and everything is that Bob Gillen writes a hell of a parody of uh, James Bond. It is so on point in every single way. It's perfect. It's... It's really good. It's better than when I was watching it. I was like, "Did Kingsman like rip this off?" <laughs> like, and I, and I was like, "No, no, no." Kingsman's just obviously a spoof of James Bond, also. But this is a better. This episode is a better version of Kingsman. <laughs> oh yeah, this episode is like the perfect parody of James Bond, and like yeah. everything has parodied James Bond at this point. But this yeah. is so on point, like right down to the to the like pinprick head that uh, Kira does the oversexed Russian accent that only exists in James Bond movies. Yeah, it's like a Russian accent in the sense that like we think it is. Yes, <laughs> but it is not, it's, but it is. And it's like almost like they were like, yeah, just do a shitty Russian accent. It's perfect. <laughs> Uh, but, like, I, I wanted to give Bob Gillen props for that because he really brings that authentic-ass uh, James Bondness to this without being too, like, heavy-handed with it. Yeah, it's just heavy-handed enough uh, where you're like, that's perfect. This, the perfect amount. This episode was directed by Winrich Colby, who we've talked about before as the guy who um, dated Catherine Janeway, Kate Mulgrew. Oh, yeah. Uh Right after she got divorced, so everybody thought that they were cheating together. It's none of anyone's business. It isn't. Um, <laughs> and he he also did the Siege of AR five fifty eight. So he's like a really he's a good director. Yeah, uh, he a does a episode. shitty shitty job in this episode <laughs> of directing. I hate to be that way, right? But like, there's a scene that's like that really stood out to me as like this is not how you're supposed to do this. Because oh, we've I'd all seen we've all seen James Bond movies uh, for yes. the most part, I'd imagine. There's seventy five of them. Um, there's a scene where uh, Cisco as Doctor Noah, yeah, walks up to a window with his hands behind his back, and he's standing directly across from Bashir, and they're standing in the perfect spaces for a camera to be right next to Doctor Noah. Instead, yes. it's way the fuck across the room. Yeah, it's like they wanted the set piece in more than the the villain. Yeah. And it's like there's a slight echo to him talking because the camera and mics are so far away. Maybe something happened. Maybe they couldn't 
have, they may have time Maybe. or something. There are, That's not there an are excuse, a couple but. there are a couple like reveal shots that are fairly bad as well. Like yeah. they they don't move the camera whatsoever from when Dr. Noah talks to when the backboard raises up and it shows Dax yeah. as the as honey bear. Honey bear, not not even bear like B E A R, like B A R E is how they spell it. That's that is fully James Bond. That's so <laughs> stupid, it's genius. But like, um in a, in you know, a normal James Bond film, the camera would pan up as the wall raised. But there yes, was none of that. Yeah. No, that's I can't do that. This is and the thing is television. they they've shown that they have the capability to do this type of stuff in other episodes. Yeah. So I maybe things went wrong because there are so many shots of characters standing across the room from the camera talking. Yeah, maybe they lost footage. Or who knows, man? Or maybe he just was told to. It's weird. Like who knows? Like television is so strange that you never know. You never know. There, there's one shot that stood out from me uh, as well that like I really didn't like. It's when it's after. Bashir shoots Garrick in the neck. Yeah. And Garrick is sort of like looking at Bashir, and Bashir just sort of awkwardly shuffles past him with the camera yeah, it's not a, moving. It's a weird, like, they should have just had him, like, stand there. Like, why did they have him move? Right? I don't know. That was unnecessary. Like, he at didn't least need go to back to the that. wide shot if you're going to have him walk around him. It's such a good shot, though, like, in terms... Because, like, Andrew Robinson is, like, fucking incredible. Oh, yeah. He's an amazing actor. And you just want to, like, watch him all the time. He's so good. Dude, Garrick is so good. Garrick is an amazing character. There's a reason why every... Every time somebody runs into the first episodes where Garrick shows up, they have to talk about this new character that showed up. He's amazing. Like... Everything that he does is amazing. <laughs> like I, I will say that this episode is extremely good, and I love it. And I also agree with it. It's way more important to to the show than it should be. Oh yeah, it absolutely <laughs> which is, is. Which is Ronald D. Moore's like absolute like that's his uh, what's what's the word his calling uh, card his calling card that's his like skill that he's that's I his, think like, exceptional it's like his wheelhouse. At. It's wheelhouse. That's the phrase. Um, he like even even in like Battlestar, like there's episodes. There's maybe one episode where you're like, this doesn't need to be here. Maybe maybe one in four seasons. Like which is nuts. That's hard as fuck to do. Um the the thing that like about this episode that's like really important. If you, uh, I guess there's like spoilers involved here. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, skip like I don't know like two minutes ahead. Sure. Um. <laughs> Eddington is lying in this episode about what causes yeah. all of this to happen. Like, he's obviously the one who's responsible for all of this. Yeah, I never caught that until you just said that. I never put that together. Like, uh... Wow. He, he doesn't give anything away, because I'm pretty sure that even he didn't know what his character was supposed to be at this point. Yeah. No, but that's a really good point. But, like, um, I mean, it's easy to put two and two, to put, like, the numbers together that, like, he didn't think that there would be any way to save their pattern buffers. He thought that the computer system would fail. Because the computer right. system tells him straight up that this never been done before, so it probably won't work. Yeah, I love how they, they they talk about kind of what we were talking about 
about brains like like i love how they're like oh well the the consciousness exists on a quantum level and i was like wait a minute do they fucking like know shit or did they just guess or is this even true yeah (laughs) like it's so good it might be like human hubris in a way like our brains are so big so so powerful there's no way we could ever make a computer that can hold it right could be but um it could also be that there's sort of an understanding that we go beyond the barriers of our brains yeah like what makes like like uh like so you have a magic machine basically right that ignores the heisenberg uncertainty principle Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so so but like what makes you you like what you know who and who's asking that question well they definitely talk about in this episode um the higher brain functions as a different thing than the physical body. Yeah, uh, which is interesting. Which is, like, they're, of course, like, sort of nativists who believe that we are our bodies and all the electrical impulses that go throughout them. And then yeah. there are people who believe that, we, you know, we have a soul or, yeah, or like, whatever the brain is something separate from the rest of the body. Yeah, it like, consciousness exists elsewhere or, or like, not... It's not, like, your body. Like, your body's a spaceship, right? And yeah. you're just... Like, they didn't... It. I'm sure they didn't really put that much thought into it. They were just like, oh, we gotta figure out some way for, like, their brains to end up in this video game. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they just Star Trek their way around it. Uh, I think <laughs> my favorite part of the entire episode, I think I've said this in another episode, too, is uh, Cisco as Dr. Noah... Oh my god, he's out of control. He is out of control, chewing the scenery, having the greatest time of his life. Like you can tell Avery he Brooks like, is just having uh, a fucking great time. He does the laugh like three times and it's like, <laughs> keep it coming, buddy. Keep it coming. God, I love that laugh. I like how they're like like Garrick is like afraid of him. Like there's a scene when when uh, Dr. Noah is like going nuts up on that mountain. And uh, on Everest or whatever, and uh, Garrick just like is like not. He's like this is terrifying because he knows like Captain Cisco's like fucking serious, right? Like, oh yeah, he he's, he's like a fucking serious guy. Like, imagine that you're in a life or death situation. Like, people have guns pointed at you, and the person you came with is treating it like a video game. <laughs> yeah, even though you can get shot yeah. and die at any second. <laughs> There's an interesting. Uh, here's like some more spoilers. It's interesting to think like, um, you know, like like when like you said when uh, Bashir shoots Garrick in the neck, almost like does the holodeck program just know to do that, or is it his genetic superiority that allowed him oh, to yeah, be that that's precise? True. Right? He like, like he he sort of plays it off like he was trying to shoot him for real, but I think that yeah. it was like his conness is what did yeah. It. He like could like do the math in his head, right? Like he has, he probably has like perfect aim, probably, which is really fucked up for O'Brien who plays darts with him all the time. <laughs> well, they talk about that. They're like they're like, how do you like? They make him stand farther back when they find out that mm-hmm. he keeps, which is definitely like, gonna fix the gap. Yeah, skills. like how is that gonna how is that gonna matter? Dude can fucking like do whatever, like. <laughs> Um, like I like I said before, this episode is sort of a character study of Garrick more than it is of Bashir, because Bashir yeah. is playing the role of James Bond in this episode. 
Yeah, and it's just him, his name, right? Yeah, <laughs> just... his name is Julian Bashir. Julian Bashir. Bashir. Um <laughs> But like let's get into the let's get into the opening teaser before we take a quick break. Oh yeah. What happens in the beginning? In the beginning, uh Bashir, like, the first thing that happens is a dude flies through a plate glass window. Oh, that's right. It's like a fucking cold open glass breaking yeah, it happens scene. instantaneously. Like, it yeah. fades in and the dude is already slamming through the glass. Falcon. Yeah, he has a you patch name over yet. his eye. Yeah, so you know he's bad. That's true. If you have an eye patch, you're evil. I'm sorry, I don't make the rules. I, I had to wear an eye patch when I was five. I was uh, supposed I to, but I didn't. Yeah, I guess I just proved your point, though. Yeah, you are the evil twin. It's <laughs> <laughs> the sound evil twins make. I'm the good son. Uh, you're the bad son. That's the movie, right? With Ch- Macaulay Culkin. Oh my god, I forgot that existed. And Frodo, and it's like, the he's adopted, and, the, and Macaulay Culkin's the bad son. You blow my mind. I forgot this existed. It's like it's a scary movie. It's like how I fucking forgot Cousin Skeeter existed until it came up on my timeline. On I can't believe you YouTube. remembered Cousin Skeeter. Like YouTube just randomly like when I was searching for something else. Like I, I was searching for Doug, like Skeeter from Doug. Yeah. And Cousin Skeeter came up, and it was like an atom bomb went off in my brain. I love that time period, like, late 90s, early 2000s, where everyone looked like they were dressing like a pimp from uh, She's All That <laughs> dance sequence. <laughs> Everybody's clothes are, like, eight sizes too big. And they're, f- they're like, felt? Or, like, they're, like, uh... Like Cousin fleece? Skeeter was felt, for sure. <laughs> he was felt, yeah. It's like, they're wearing fleece, or they're wearing reflective yeah. jackets. It was a hell of a time. Um, <laughs> I just, I love the, the like, wherewithal, the cojones to be like, <laughs> let's do Alf, but make it a black kid. He's just a black like, kid. That's Is he a kid? Fuck. I never thought he was a kid. He's I, a teenager. He, well, I remember the show being like he acted like more of like a shitty adult, like he was just a shithead. No, in the show he was a shithead for sure. Yeah, he was supposed to be a teenager, and he also just did all this weird shit for no reason. Yeah, he was just an asshole. Like he was just a weird asshole. And no, apparently, like I was reading, this is the fucking Skeeter cast. Uh, apparently I was reading like reviews that had been put up about Cousin Skeeter and everybody was mad that they never acknowledged that Cousin Skeeter was a puppet. No, that's the joke. Like, have you dummies. never watched a puppet show before? That's the, that's the bit. No it's, one ever acknowledges the, yeah. that anything that's a puppet is a puppet. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole thing. That's the whole show. Yeah. Did you ever watch the Muppet show, motherfucker? Or no, they you... don't. Yeah, no. Um, yep. anyway, back to our man Bashir. <laughs> Cousin Skeeter flies through the window. He flies through the window with an eye patch on, so you know he's evil. Yeah. And, uh, Dr. Bashir is wearing a tuxedo, and he's got a lady there. And it's all like, fucking James Bond yes, music sound alike. You know it's James Bond right out the <laughs> yeah, gate. Yeah. And there's a fun James Bond moment where he picks up some champagne and he sees the eye patch guy get up and start moving towards uh, him what a reflection. What a fucking bit. What a... G- <laughs> and the guy runs at him with a knife and he flips around and sh- pops the cork into his head, which somehow knocks him out. 
Yeah, it like, kills him, but doesn't. It fucking murks him with the champagne cork. What was that, like a lead fucking champagne cork? <laughs> like, I guess I've never been hit by a champagne cork, so... I don't think it does. I don't think it would knock you out. But uh, he starts making out with the holodeck lady, as we all would, as we all would. And mm-hmm. uh, he turns around and somebody's clapping. Somebody's doing this slow clap. The slow clap. And uh, he turns around and Garrick is there wearing a tuxedo. And he's like, oh, I don't mean to intrude on your hollow suite Man, program. good thing Garrick showed up when he did. Because it was about to get real awkward in there. That's true. We would have to watch it. Jesus. Julian, I was hoping to see your human penis go inside of this hologram's <laughs> vagina. That would be pretty fun. Uh, Bashir's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, I'm gonna call the cops. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, this is cool. Like, I saw somebody was talking about, like, holodecks and, like, it should be... I think it was, like, Sam Sykes was like, oh, I think it should be illegal to go into the holodeck when somebody is in there. And it is. It actually is illegal on the station, at least, yeah. to do that. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna call the fucking going cops. In- <laughs> yeah. You could be walking in on a fucking orgy, dude. And, uh... It seems like there should be a lock on the door, doesn't there? <laughs> yeah, but Garrick, though. That's true. He just um, opened it. The lady that Bashir was making fun of leaves while they're, like, bickering amongst themselves. Yeah. And Garrick's like, don't worry, we'll have a good time together. And all the shippers at home are, like, furiously writing yeah, that like, fanfic. Click, 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 click. <laughs> and then he looks directly at the camera and in Bubsy's voice says, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> and that's the cold opening. <laughs> and then the fucking serious ass intro plays. I think it's important to point out that this episode isn't like the other two episodes. No. The other two episodes have wild shit happening that has no bearing on the rest of the series whatsoever. Yeah, but this does. This has a place in the actual chronology of things happening in Deep Space Nine. Like, the overall narrative gets pushed forward by this episode of Bashir pretending to be James Bond. Yeah, they talk about the true way. You get to see Garrick, um, like, like you said, it's, like, really about Garrick and, like, what kind of person Garrick is. Uh, Garrick is what we would call a a defeatist, a glass-half-full kind of guy. Yeah, he's a neutral evil. He is neutral evil. Right? He's he's not good. <laughs> no. He might be neutral neutral? I don't know. I guess Bashir immediately tries to call the cops, so I guess he's lawful good. <laughs> yeah, he's a snitch. I believe that's called a snitch. He's lawful snitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, could you imagine if you walked in on somebody playing a video game and they threatened to call the cops on you? <laughs> Dude, I I want holodex. Yeah, I do too. I'll never leave. It'll it'll be the end of my life. But I would fully Barkley. Yeah, like no, I would sure. have full addiction to the holosuite. I'd be like uh, Joe from the second Blade Runner. I'd just be like, I'm married to this robot. <laughs> I would just uh, go on a fantasy adventure and never yeah. return. And next thing you know, I gotta hire a robot prostitute to go inside of my hologram wife. 
That's a Blade Runner reference, everyone. Go watch that. Did movie. you see did you see that movie? Yeah, that movie's fucking great. Oh, it's so good. The thing that like really I think I've even said this before to you, but I don't know if I said it on the podcast. The thing that like shocked me about that movie is how good of an actor Batista is. No, he's great. No, he's amazing. Like he's genuinely really fucking yeah. good in that no, movie. No, he's amazing. Like Dave Batista is like a treasure. Like yeah. he's great. Yeah. Uh I guess because I only saw him play Drax, and like, but he's great as Drax. He is great as Drax, but he's like a very specific type of acting that, like, you know that when they wrote Drax, they were like, a wrestler's gonna play this guy, Dave so we Batista, need to like, yeah, stupefy it. Yeah, he's dumb, so make him dumb. Yeah, but the th- and some of the jokes in the first one were sort of foolproof. Like, no matter how he delivered them, they would still be funny. Yeah, but he like knocks yeah. him out of the park anyway. And in the second one, they rely much more heavily on him as an actor to make the jokes funny. Mm-hmm. Like, I love what he's... Uh, we're just tangenting in this one, I guess. I love what he's sure. describing how disgusting Mantis is. Yeah, and how he would so never funny. touch her. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just like, I would... No, you're... He's like, I could barely sit next to you. Yeah. Whatever he I've says. continuously <laughs> thrown up in my mouth this entire yeah. conversation. <laughs> 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 oh man um anyway uh let's take a quick break and uh we'll get back to our man bashir right after these messages after these messages we'll be right back yeah honey you're gonna be just beautiful tomorrow a coke and a smile okay everybody Let's get this rehearsal going. Makes me feel good. That's the way it should be. And I'd like to see. I'd like to see the whole world smiling with me. Have a coke and a smile. Back to the show. Well, welcome back from those messages, everybody. Hopefully you learned something. That's why they're there. They're educational messages. Yeah, for sure. Also, head to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast to take part in the uh, Trek Boy uh, Pride Pledge Drive. I'm going to say it right one day. It's kind of a tongue twister, a little bit. Uh, You say it. I was going to say titty twister, (laughs) but I saved it. Uh, So back in, in Star Trek... Yeah, Garrick and Bashir head to Kowloon, Hong Kong. Yeah, they were in France, and now they're in Kowloon. Which is like, uh, Garrick points that out as being kind of ridiculous, which is a really funny sort of jab at yeah. James Bond. Yeah, he's like, he's like, uh, if I remember, they're opposite sides of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> so he would know where Paris is, right? Because Paris is the capital. Right? It's the ex- capital of where the executive branch of the Federation, like that's where yeah, the president yeah, lives. I think he would know where Paris yeah. is, like right off the gate. Yeah, obviously, and obviously, like, you know, Picard is from France, so. And we, we meet Bashir's valet who has half her tits out and is wearing a miniskirt. Oh my god, it's a, Mona loves it. Mona loves it. What a fucking spot on parody of a Bond girl. And like he goes into like how she's super qualified and she does all this shit yeah. and Garrick's like, then why is she your valet? 
<laughs> yeah, she's she fucking speaks seven languages and like can like biochemistry and can, like engineering and shit. And it's like, yeah, why is she your valet? <laughs> but Bashir's like, you must be like some rich guy who loves guns, right? Yeah, and he's like, no, actually, I'm a spy. And Garrick's like, oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I love, I love, I love this. This is so good. This part. He's like, yeah, I work for uh, the government of England in the 1960s, yeah. and they provided me the, um, the women, the lodgings, the equipment, even the clothing. It's part of my cover. And Garrick's like, I must have joined the wrong intelligence agency. (laughs) I I think I joined the wrong intelligence service, which is such a good line. Um, in the real world, yes, Cisco, Worf, O'Brien, Dax, and Kira are uh, coming back from some sort of a space conference where they learned about space science. That's and exactly what that was. Yes, in a runabout, it's called the USS Orinoco Flow, the USS Camper Van. Let's go on a road trip. And uh, they're Why like, "Why do you think they're defiant? I don't know, because it has to blow up." It can't be the Defiant. That's right, it can't be the Defiant. They take the Orinoco Flow instead. <laughs> the Orinoco Flow. They, uh, to, li- to eagle-eared listeners, yes, I did do that joke twice so Josh would hear it. Eat me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm um, so sorry. The, uh, they're like, oh shit, the, the warp core is going supernova. Put, shoot it out into space. Oh, we can't. Why? We can't. Somebody yeah. got rid of the program that does that. We've been sabotaged. Sabotaged. And Eddington, yeah. the the true hero Eddington, who's never yeah. done anything wrong and never will. Nope. He's like, I'll beam you guys out. Oh, no, the beam went bad because the ship exploded. You guys yeah, didn't materialize of, right. Because of the warp core. I and, guess. Uh, Odo's like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> it, it cuts one second to Commander Riker. He goes, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> what the? And uh, he's, and Eddington's like, the reverse polarization energizing coils have become overheated and re-reverse polarization. Yeah, that's super, Yeah. That's what happened. And uh, all of our heroes that we all love and we're not trying to kill got trapped in the transporter buffer, and all of their signatures are still in there. Yeah, but you don't want to wind up like, uh, what's his name from that Scotty episode? Oh, yeah. Kyle? What's his name? When he's like, not so good for, what's his name? I forget. I feel like his last name was Kyle. I might be entirely off base with that, though. Mildredge? (laughs) Oh, yeah. You're way closer, actually. (laughs) What was it? What was it? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I thought you knew. I thought you were looking... I'm looking it up. You can look it up. Scotty Um, episode TNG. But, like, they don't have enough space on the compoopers to... They don't... Somebody downloaded too many JPEGs, so now they can't run AOL good. No, it's... Yeah. Someone's got to use the phone. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, their patterns in the buffer are going to lose coherence, and they're all going to fucking die soon. Yep. So Eddington, uh, the hero that he is, orders the computer to wipe all memory necessary to save the patterns. And the computer is straight up like, this probably isn't going to work. No. But Eddington pushes ahead like the hero he is. Franklin. 
Franklin. Wow, we were both so off base. Ensign Matt Franklin. Two, two first name having fuck. Yeah, I don't like that. Pick a name, bro. Uh, so all power on the station's out for a second when it comes back. Uh, they don't know where the patterns have been stored at. Uh-oh. It's like gone. It's like dropping a needle inside of a needle hay. It's like a balloon that has too much air, which is really a thing that is said in this episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. Holy shit. Uh, back in the hollow suite, uh, Mona Loves It has given Garrick a, uh, um, a turtleneck. suit. Yeah, yeah. So that we don't have to give him the neck makeup. Yeah. I like, though, that, like, this is also kind of like a Sherlock Holmes episode in a weird way, right? Like, Garrick is sort of like uh, Watson to... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It's kind of... You kind of get a little double dip going on. You get a little bit of that, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I was like, where the fuck is he going with this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No Sherlock Holmes in this shit, but yeah, Garrick does sort of function as the as the Watson, where he's like, "What are you doing?" You know, because Watson's always like, "What the hell are you doing?" And um, there, he's sort of complaining about the outfit, about the decor. He's complaining about everything, but yeah. then the bar behind them starts turning. Oh and, yeah, uh, Bashir pulls out his teeny tiny gun, Walther PPK. It's James Bond's gun. And uh, the bed turns around, and Major Kira is on it, wearing, uh, like, a nighty, Like, like a, a negligee. negligee. Yeah. yeah. Which I hate that word, negligee. Yeah. What the fuck does that even mean? It means nighty. I don't even like nighty. She's wearing a, a teddy? I don't know. Why wasn't she just straight up thonging it? I don't know. Because this show wasn't made for us, I guess. Yeah, they didn't know what I liked. <laughs> She's hot as fuck in this episode, though. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah, are they married at this point? Her and... Uh, I think they're married at this point. Because I yeah, think they I think don't so, get too. divorced until like later in the series. Yeah, well, she gets actual pregnant with his his babby. Yeah, which happens later. So, That's yeah, later. They're, yeah. they're probably... They're dating, at least, at this point. Yeah, they're together. And Which she's is why it's her and not Dax, right? <laughs> yeah. What? She's always what? hot, but especially in this episode. <laughs> With her amazing Russian accent. Yeah. The, uh, the accent that only exists in James Bond. <laughs> and Star Trek, apparently. Um, Bashir is pretty sure that Garrick is making fun of him. And that Kira is there to make fun of him as well. Yeah. And Garrick's like, no, I didn't have anything to do with this. Yeah, and Garrick is like, Major Kira is really throwing herself into the role, <laughs> which is really funny. She starts talking with that Russian accent. She says that she's Colonel Anastasia Komanov. It's such a stupid name. Komanov. Anastasia. Komanov. Her name is Anastasia. Anastasia. Uh, coming on off. Coming in. Coming a lot. Come in my Nana visitor. <laughs> Colonel Anastasia coming a lot. <laughs> and um, they they realize that she's sort of just been, like the character of Anastasia, Colonel Anastasia has just been overwritten with an image of Kira for some reason. Yeah. 
the computer, he tries to pause the program or ask the computer what's up, and the computer refuses to pause. It's like, no, I can't. I so, guess it's just like, it's like a, a, like frozen, right? Like how Photoshop freezes every time you use it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it just like, it just freezes because, you know, of course. If I was in the Star Trek universe and a computer told me that it couldn't do something, I would yeah. go into DEFCON fucking 5 mode immediately. I'd be like, it's a bad shit sign. has gone wrong. That's a bad sign. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. In Star Trek universe, I think I would just overreact to everything because shit's always going horribly wrong. You would just be playing it safe, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bashir calls up Ops and he's like, hey, what the fuck is up? And yeah. Eddington's like, oh, we had a, a transporter accident up here. And Odo's like, yo, you got your phone on you? <laughs> uh, Odo recognizes Kira's voice, which I guess is one of those like early warning signs about the two of them, right? Yeah, it's like when you know you're with somebody and they talk to another person more or whatever. Yeah, it's because they're yep, yep. They uh. <laughs> So they sort of put two and two together and realized that the um, the crew of the Orinoco Flow have been stored in the Holosuite memory. That's where they are. But it's just their physical patterns, right? It's their brain patterns, I think. No, the brain is in the rest of the computer. Oh, yeah, you're right. It only has right. the physical patterns. It's just their patterns. physical patterns. And they've just been like overwritten over the characters. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, sh- sure. Like, why not? <laughs> they, <laughs> uh... So he's like, don't shut down the hollow program or call up the exit. Yeah. And it's it, what seems strange to me is that they know the hollow program cannot be paused. Right. So why would you be able to stop it? Yeah, it, it's just, I guess it's just like... You gotta have some uh, yeah, stakes. They, ha- in the they have to be inside of it, right? Like, they need to stay for the episode. They need to, they need to be in there. Boy, I tell you what, I could go for some steaks right now. <laughs> Yo, I fucking haven't had a good steak in like a year. We had, uh, we splurged and bought uh, grocery store steaks. Yes. On Memorial Day. And yesterday. Cr- Crystal's probably listening to this at some point. Uh, I want to give her mad fucking props for her ability to cook steaks. Yo, because she marry does the, her. She does this marinade that's like fucking incredible, and then she cooks them just right, just medium rare, so fucking good. Well, she's a redhead, and uh, we know how to eat meat. Uh, redheads seem to know everything about everything somehow. Well, it's weird. we love we love the taste of blood because we're vampires. That's so. true. That is, that is true. You know, <laughs> that's how it is. Sorry, uh, we're great. Yeah, redheads are good. Um, <laughs> Did you say let's get marinated? Oh my god, Josh! That's what I would have said. I think I'm gonna start a new Patreon and cut you off. <laughs> oh no! It was bound to happen. <laughs> uh, Anastasia explains that uh, she's like, "Who the fuck are you talking to first? And he's like, "I no 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 nobody nobody don't worry about it." <laughs> yeah. And because she's a program, she's like, okay. All right. Sounds good. Yep. She's like, there are a number of unusual earthquakes around the world, and they're artificial. And Garrick's like, well, that's really easy. You just do 
And she's yeah. like, Shush. shut the fuck up. Yeah. And Anastasia kind of looks at him like, hmm. She's like, it sounds like your friend has an idea. <laughs> he doesn't know anything, Bashir yeah. says. And the look on his face is like he just got hit. He's just like a little sad puppy dog. <laughs> Poor Garrick. Uh, so the assignment that they're one together and their governments are working together for some reason is uh, to find sure. the source of the quakes. Well, he yeah, he talks. He's like, well, it's the Cold War. That's this thing. And yeah. they, he he gets cut off because like he's going to go into like more detail and shit. But. She, there's a great moment where Anastasia is like, I would love to relax you. And yeah. she like leans back all sexy, but then she pulls out the the manila folder that has the information in it. Yeah. It's very yeah. Bond. Very yep. Bond. So dude. That's like uh Roger Moore Bond, right? Yes. Like just um, goofy as fuck. But they need to figure out who kidnapped a professor named Honey Bear. Honey Bear. A seismologist. Her name Christmas. just happens to be extremely sexual. Christmas comes once a year. Uh, oh my god, I forgot there was a you character named that? Christmas. Remember that shit? Yep. It was Denise Richards. Yeah, did Denise Richards ever play anybody who wasn't an idiot? Except that uh, movie. <laughs> she is great in Drop Dead Gorgeous, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Is she, is she as good as when she's playing Tammy and Tammy and the T-Rex? don't remember that movie uh a guy is in love with this not a guy it's the dude from the fast and the furious who died paul walker scott 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 walker i think that's the governor of california (laughs) (laughs) uh paul walker gets uh beaten to death by a bully who's in love with denise richards Uh and his brain gets dug up by a mad scientist and put into a robotic dinosaur that sounds good and then uh, he has to prove that he loves Denise Richards, even though he's a giant robotic dinosaur. This sounds a lot like this episode. Uh, no. What? <laughs> There's some parallels there. Think about it. Uh, bring him. Bring him down to the table, Josh. When I start my new Patreon, because I'm getting kicked off of this one for uh-huh. being a genius, sure, I sure, will sure. lay it all out. Uh, why don't you give us a preview so people will come to your Patreon? Patreon.com slash stop firing me. <laughs> Yo, that should totally be my Patreon. <laughs> Holy shit. I think it should probably be slash Josh Henderson, but alright. You don't think it should be Stop Firing Me? That's so funny. That is very funny. You owe me a portion of all profits. Though. Okay, well, yeah, I'll probably get fired from that, too, then. <laughs> Jesus, my whole life is horrible. It's true. Uh, I mean, no. <laughs> But uh, Anastasia shows Bashir a photo of Professor Honey Bear, and it's Dax. It's Dax's headshot, but with spots on it. <laughs> it's got glasses. She's She looks damn good in big glasses. Yeah, she's extremely attractive yeah, as well. absolutely. Yeah. And she's uh, also like nine feet tall, so. Yeah, which I'm into. You're into the... I, I, I never care about height. I never do. I, I like all heights. I'm into all heights. I like all heights, all boobs, but the the butt gotta be big. Yeah, of course. Of course, of course, of course. That gotta be some cake back there. <laughs> gotta be double stuffed up on Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> double cheeked up. Uh, the... Uh, yeah, I... I 
I feel like tall women probably get like shit on a lot because short guys really? are so fucking like, uh, like, like like Napoleon complex. Yeah, they're so like insecure about being short, which I guess I shouldn't say since I'm tall and that's really mean. I apologize. Everyone. Well, really short guys are like yeah, like I'm talking below, about like yeah. three feet tall. There, I didn't get anybody <laughs> in that one. Only only little people. <laughs> Hopefully, there are no people with dwarfism listening yeah, to this podcast. People. I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm people only people like... under one foot <laughs> have that. I saved it. No one will get mad now. Yeah, we're safe. We're safe. Uh, but they need to make sure that Doctor, the Professor Honeybear, stays alive because the computer will remove her from the program. Which, like, how the fuck does that work? That, that's not how it's supposed to work. That's not how computers work at all. Like when you like, when you knock Bowser into the lava, it doesn't delete yeah. him out of your Mario Brothers game. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> what the fuck? That's yeah. Even computers then people knew that that's a. But you know whatever. Sure, you gotta have Fine. stakes, right? Maybe it'll I delete. I didn't, I didn't realize how contrived the stakes are in this episode, but who cares? It's maybe, still a fun maybe episode. Maybe it, it's the pattern will get deleted, not the character. Sure, right? Like okay, I'm st- sure. I'm still in. I'm still there. I got you. Sure. <laughs> I, I, it's bullshit, but I believe it. Yeah, I believe in. <laughs> people believe in a lot of stupider bullshit. Uh, we're about Take to that. get some more exposition when the door opens, and Mona loves it is standing there, and they're like, "Oh, you can bring that drink back later." And she falls over with a knife in her bag. Mona loves it's dead. Oh no! Good thing oh, she wasn't a fucking crew member. Those titties got deleted forever. <laughs> the pattern never- is gone. <laughs> And O'Brien comes in as Falcon, the man with the eye patch. Oh, Falcon. And two other armed men, and Cole Meany gets to play a dirtbag. It's very fun. Yeah, he's a great actor, and he plays a bad guy really great. He's so skeevy. He's just got a bad face. Like, his face is like a bad guy face. Mean. Extremely mean. He would agree. Do you have a bad guy face, Josh? Uh, I can. Too cute. I think I'm too symmetrical, though. Too cute. That's what it is. <laughs> um, Anastasia, they all, well, there are two other armed guys with guns, and they hold uh, Bashir and his crew up, and Anastasia's like, I just want one last kiss with Bashir. Oh, yeah. And uh, Falcon is like, yeah, I'm a romantic at heart. Go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Plus, I'll uh, get a half a chub watching I'm this fucking makeout sesh. Fully gonna yank it later to this, so make it <laughs> sexy. Better use some tongues. Uh, Anastasia's wearing a bomb as an earring, which seems quite unsafe. Yeah, this is like some classic Bond like yes. nonsense. And he throws the tiny bomb on the floor, and it blows up in a puff of smoke, and it knocks out Falcon. Again, Falcon's just getting knocked out all That's the time. That's true. Falcon's gonna have brain damage. He's gonna have CP. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it got dark. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> but uh, Anastasia tries to murder Falcon, who is O'Brien at this point. It's important to point out. Yeah, but. and 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 uh, yeah, Bashir's like, no, 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 no. But Garrick's like, hold on a second. <laughs> Let's think about this. <laughs> Let's think about this first. And Bashir's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, uh, this. Uh, he has like blood coming from his mouth. Uh, yeah. Garrick does. So he realizes the safety mechanisms have been disabled. 
Yeah, you get punched in the video game, you get punched in real life. So they have to protect their own lives above everything, is what Garrick says. And yeah. Bashir's like, no, my five best friends yep. are trapped in here. We gotta save them. This is Garrick's spy training. Just like, this is all he knows, right? Yeah, survive. throw everybody else under the bus so you survive. Survive, yeah. You gotta bring the information back. Uh, Anastasia's like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about, but anyway, let's, let's talk about this mission. She's like, who is Dax? <laughs> this is a funny gag, but, um, she's like trying to explain shit and Garrick's like, this is like not much to go on. Like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, this is dumb as shit, right? <laughs> like, she's she's like, like, no, there's this guy who's been kidnapping the world's best minds for the past six months. His name is... Dr. Noah. Get it? Like, the flood. Like, Noah's Ark. Yeah, also, like, Dr. No. Ha! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Do you not pick that up? No, I, I more got the biblical reference. I, did, the... I think it's funny that you didn't get the Dr. No reference, and I didn't get the biblical reference. Well, that's why we're on a podcast together. We, we just complete each other. Dicks. Oh, I thought we were... Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh no. Well, I guess you're off the show again, Josh. Shit! <laughs> Back in the boring-ass real world. Yeah. Oh, they're going to go to a club. They're going to go to Dr. Noah's club, because oh. all mad scientists have clubs. Yeah, they all have a fucking uh, like Casino Royale, right? Like, fucking... Like, Le Chief. Le Chief. Uh, is that the is that Mads? Is that him? Yeah, it's Mads. Our boy Mads. <laughs> That's a great movie. That movie rules. I do love that movie. That might be like the best James Bond movie. Shout out to my boy Mads. Skyfall's good too, but Skyfall's good. I like Goldeneye a lot. Goldeneye actually. is super fun. You watch it now, and there's parts where you're like, Ugh. yeah, it's that's very true. <laughs> you're like, oh, no. <laughs> 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 there's a Jackie Chan movie called Operation Condor that's yeah. that way. Yeah, it's like that. I watch it as an adult, and I'm like, wow, this is horrifically racist to indigenous it's people. Very racist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Back in the boring-ass real world, Odo and Eddington are at the hollow suite that our heroes are trapped in, and Quark and Rom are there. Oh, yeah. And Quark's like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Shut him down. Uh, they're like, wow, this thing is held together with fucking duct tape and a prayer. Literally a spatula. And Rom's like, I had to use parts I could find because Quark's a cheap bastard. <laughs> you think after this, the Federation would be like, look, we're just going to renovate your fucking ship for free. <laughs> Quark's like, look, these things already don't run in a profit. Which is like, how is that even possible? That is, how, exactly. How the fuck like, is that possible? It's free energy, bro. The, the, the station's just giving you power. Like, what? You're not paying uh, rent, right? Do like, they? I... It's Federation run. How also, would they pay even, rent? Even if he did have to pay rent, he has that deal with Cisco from the first couple yeah. episodes. How is the, it's bullshit? He's just as a liar. He's, He's just, just a lying piece of shit. He just wants more lying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eddington's like, yeah, uh, their cr the crew's physical patterns are in there, but I can't find their neural energy. And in a weird twist, Quark is the one that's like, oh, they're probably everywhere else. Yeah, like they give him like a like a science thing, and which he, is he, so out of his wheelhouse. Yeah, it's very strange. 
He should be like, I don't know, give me money. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe they're developing him more. Drinks and money. <laughs> root beer. So they, I do love that root beer scene. Speaking of a fun Garrick scene. Yeah, they're all fun, dude. Uh, back in the Hollow Suite, <laughs> our heroes arrive at a club called... Uh, oh, I don't know what the fuck it's called. But they do... Um, they're like, hey... I'm here to meet Dr. Noah. I have an uh, I have a appointment. Invitation. I have an invitation. And no one checks it. They're just like, all right, come behind the screen. Yeah. And Worf is there and he's like, it's me, Duchamp. Duchamp. Mr. No Dr. Noah's liaison or whatever yeah. the f- he, he says that they're he's an associate, associate. of Dr. Noah. Yeah. And I love Worf as like the heavy muscle uh, guy. He's it's so good. Yeah. Dude, he has a fucking cocaine cigar. <laughs> a knockout cigar. He's just being cool as fuck, being ripped, drink, smoking a cigar, playing Baccarat. He looks great in a white tux, man. He does. He looks great. Put Michael tux. Dorn in a white tux always. Uh, this episode, like, I don't know. I love Worf. And, like, I yeah. feel like the more and more I'm watching Star Trek, the more appreciation I have for Worf as a character and the more I love him. Yeah, even in this series where at the end he's, like, over it. But, like, you can totally, like, understand because you're like, oh, yeah, this place is fucking crazy, right? This place like, is fucking crazy and also it's cost him a lot. Yeah. It's run by lunatics. His wife's dead. It's like, this is nuts. Yeah, I sucks. can understand why he's over it. Yeah. He's, uh, Worf is like a lesser Worf in Deep Space Nine for the most part. But he starts out real strong, and then they yes. just kind of don't really know what to do with him. Uh, Worf is like peak Worf in like seasons four, five, and six of TNG. That's yeah. like peak Worf. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, he come, Bashir comes back and uh, Duchamp is like, hey, uh, give me your invitation. And he's like, uh, I don't have one. Yeah. And Duchamp is like, what? Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. he's, he's like, I'm a geologist. My name is Merriweather. Yeah, something Ricky Merriweather. <laughs> Ricky Bobby Merriweather. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pissed that uh, Dr. Noah didn't kidnap me. <laughs> yeah, I want to be kidnapped. Yeah, it's so dumb. And he's like, well, I could arrange a meeting. And he's like, oh, great, for five million francs. Yeah, which I think is like 20 American dollars. That's so much money. <laughs> 1964, yeah, you could buy like a Studebaker. Bashir puts a dollar on the table. <laughs> Duchamp's like, what the fuck is this? Where's the rest? Yeah, where's the rest of your money? Because it's sitting right in front of you. Right Let's there. play cards. Bacharach, who nobody knows how to play that game. I don't fucking know whatsoever. It's but that's like a James count, Bond. That's a cause, Yeah, it, it's like nine is a good number or something. I don't fucking know. I guess. I've never played Baccarat in my life. Yeah, but that's a Casino Royale thing again, right? Yeah. He, plays, he plays Baccarat in the beginning of that. Wouldn't it be really funny if he pulled out some fucking Uno cards and he's like, let's oh, do this. Dude. And he just like that like that video of that kid getting stomped by his dad. <laughs> <laughs> Worf is holding like 42 cards in his hand. Oh, man. Uno's a fun game. I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, it is a good game. So they play it. Well, I guess it cuts back to the fucking real world again. 
And yeah, they're, they're like, like a Cardassian separatist group has claimed responsibility for the destruction of the Orinoco. So is it them or is it not? Well, there's the thing, the hint that gave me that it was Eddington's thing is that he quickly ch- like Eddington is the one who says this that yeah. a Cardassian separatist group claimed responsibility, and um, or maybe Odo says it, and somebody else is like uh, they've never done any terrorist actions before. After yeah. Eddington explains who they are. Or Odo does, one or the other. Um, they're, they're like, well, they've never done any terrorist actions like this before. And Eddington says, well, there's there's always a time to start. Yeah. Like, he just hand waves it away. Yeah. Also, he's talking about himself, right? Yeah. Because he's ready to start. Yeah, he's ready to be a villain. Piece of shit. I hate that we share so many letters alike in our name. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Canadian. Typical Ington. <laughs> uh, they're going to use the Defiant to reassemble the neural and physical patterns. Yeah, um, hook up the other computer to the other computer. Fuck it. Yeah. And Rom is like, well, I've never made any of my systems compatible with Starfleet systems because I never had to before. So I'm going to have to jury rig this shit as yeah, well. Like, let me go get some vacuum cleaner tubes and hook them up. And, uh, <laughs> let me go get the, like a, like a, like a hose. <laughs> Just hook up a hose. Just hook up a garden hose yeah. from one to the other. It'll that work. might work. It'll work. Yeah. Uh, back in the hollow suite, Bashir wins the money playing Baccarat with Duchamp. Yeah. And he's like, I'm ready to meet Dr. Noah. And he's like, well, I think it's about time you met him as well. And he pulls out a new cigar and stands up and puffs toxic cigars. Pixie sticks. Shit. He pixie sticks them. He, he pulls out one of those giant pixie sticks that they shouldn't yeah. have made because holy shit. Yeah, sh- uh, just a like a, a long tube of sugar. Yeah. What could go it's wrong? It's bigger than most of the kids who are eating it They're like three well. feet tall. Yeah. And, uh... Knocks them out. And when they wake up, they're just laying on couches. Yeah, they're comfy. And they really liked the set, even though the set feels kind of sparse. (laughs) They liked that it looked Bondy, I guess. Yes. Uh, I don't know. They all wake up at the same time as everyone does when they're knocked out and everything. Yep. Everybody wakes up at the same time. And Cisco walks in. And he's like, it seems that you went out of your way to speak with me. Let me introduce myself. I am Hippocrates Noah. What a goddamn great name. That is a really and fucking great Avery name. Avery Brooks is just like, I was born to play Hippocrates Noah. He's like, I'm so tired of playing Cisco. It's time to go nuts. <laughs> you want to go nuts? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I fucking love it so Oh, much. my God. It's so good. I can. Oh, God. Uh, Bashir is like, I bet we're on Mount Everest. Yeah, I'm a geologist, so I know magical things about stuff. Yeah, I'm a geologist, so I just fucking know where we're at. Also, we're 25,000 feet in the air, and we're not dying somehow. I I just know it. I just fucking know that. Vacuum sealed inside the house? Who knows? And uh, Dr. Noah is like, hey, check out this uh, fucking pot I got. It's got all kinds of stones on it. How, How do you like it? It's a cool pot. <laughs> Bashir's like, yeah, check out. Let me name all the stones on it, because that's what you wanted, right? Yeah, because I'm a geologist. Because I'm a geologist, and I can just tell stones 
from sight because yeah, that's I what geologists do is they yeah. know fucking jewelry stones by yeah, heart. They just, yeah, they don't do like a hardness test. They don't do any of that. They just look at no. it. Yeah, they don't uh, <laughs> study like the fucking tectonic plates or any of that shit. They just know jewelry stones. Well, he does know about the tectonic plates because he says that the balloon is gonna deflate. That's true. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's Doctor Noah. I almost called him Professor. Doctor Noah. Doctor Noah. Uh, Doctor Noah is like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking flood the planet, baby, with lava. It drives me nuts that he calls it lava, not magma. Yeah. Boiling hot lava. Fucking lava, dude. It's lava when it reaches the surface. Yeah, it is, but not until. <laughs> uh, you got me there. <laughs> I'm a geologist, Jeff. I it's know. True. What's this fucking stone on my ring, then? Uh, diamond. Oh. See? Well, I guess he knows. My ring doesn't have a stone, but he just fucking, he said a diamond, so. So it's, it's true. It's in there. Uh, so he's he's got underground lasers in seventy four strategic locations. Also, yeah. Professor Honeybear is there. Yeah, she's working on the lasers, and they're together. There's like a romantic thing. Yeah, between that's them. Bondy, right? Where like the yeah. it's very super sexist. It's all very <laughs> the uh, Anastasia is like they are working together. Yeah, <laughs> and. She's uh, French now. Yeah, fuck off. Anyway. <laughs> no, man. Dude, if you tell me to do a Russian accent right now, I, I can't do it. I couldn't Fucking, do it. Um, you, they must... It's like German. I'm doing like a German the, uh, accent. The all working... Nah, I can do it. Yeah, Fucking, see? It's so that's hard. That's German. See? Yeah. We're stuck on the German. Yeah. The, uh, it's French. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Anyway, fuck off me. I don't need to say any more. <laughs> But he's like, uh, I'm gonna shrink the earth like a balloon that's deflating. <laughs> I don't even think that that's that's not even a thing. He's, you're not uh, you're not removing mass from the earth. You're just moving the type of mass that it is outside. It's not. It's, he's he's flooding the world with water and l- boiling hot lava. It's not how it works. And. <laughs> um, he he's like you won't be joining me, Bashir. He knows. He knows. And you're like, oh my god, he knows he's not Merriweather or what the fuck ever. Jeff, Jeffrey Merriweather. <laughs> Jeffrey Merriweather. <laughs> um, he pulls it and like he's like, you will love to meet my newest associate, and it's fucking O'Brien as Falcon. Oh, he's Falcon's back. here. Welcome back, Falcon. And he's got a gun. Yeah, Falcon's back. <laughs> uh, back when the Defiant Rom has successfully managed to just fucking, he's tied all the tubes together, yeah. and everything is interfacing. It's it's hooked up. We're ready to go. Well, let's start this land party. And Eddington's like, how long will it take? And he's like, probably about another hour. And you're like, oh my god, our heroes. Oh, how's he gonna draw this out for an hour? What's gonna fucking happen to our heroes? I don't know. Uh, Falcon, when we come back, has strapped Bashir and Garrick to the, like, struts of one of the giant lasers. (laughs) Classic Bond villain. And uh, Dr. Noah is like, this place is going to fill up with boiling hot lava. I like how the holodeck can just make lava. Yeah, it can make whatever you want, baby. It just makes lava. How does that work? And he's like, uh, 
where's Anastasia? And he's like, oh, don't worry. We're going to use her as breeding stock for the second human race. Boy. Jesus. So wheezes. <laughs> Holy shit. That's, that's Bond in that it's horrifically sexist. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Fucked up in a lot of ways. What's Doctor- the difference? Am I right, fellas? That's what he Whoa. says. And you're like, whoa. Whoa, Dr. Noah. Dr. Noah. Shit. He flips the switch and he leaves. <laughs> of course. He's like, I'm done being sexist. Bye-bye. <laughs> Garrett tries to end the program, and Bashir's like, no, I've got a plan. Yeah. He starts hitting on Honey Bear. He's like, Honey Bear, let me take your glasses off, because you're ugly yeah, with this them. Is, this is the, the most sexist thing in this whole yes. episode. Yeah. This is very 1960s, like, women are objects, like... The, like she's he's, 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 put your hair down. You'll be much more beautiful. Give me a kiss goodbye. He says. He says. Uh, Doctor Noah only wants you for your mind, but I and want, I want you, you for your, your body. body. <laughs> Which is like Jesus the Christ. opposite. Of funny shit. And she's fully on board too. She, yeah. she goes up and kisses him, and he steals the key to their restraints. Yeah, or like her hair tie or something, or is it the yeah. key? I thought I it was the key. I don't know. Well, he steals the thing to get out. But, like, Garrick this whole time is, like, rolling his eyes and being like, this is so stupid. Yeah, he's like, this is, he's like, <laughs> he's like I don't want to die strapped to a 20th century laser. And Bashir's like, we got to get back to the control room. Uh, yeah. The way the things work, the way the, this program works is that one of the two female leads, either Anastasia or Honey Bear, is supposed to end up with the hero while the other one dies. And right. all the villains die, too. And we have to prevent that from happening. Yeah, and Garrick is like, fuck this, I'm out. And Garrick is like, you're fucking kidding me, dude. Like, yeah. we could die at any time, and then the program is just going to shut down and kill everybody anyway. Like, who fucking cares? Yeah, we'll die, they'll die. Right, so we gotta cut our losses. And he's like, Garrick's I'm a like, spy. I know when to were- quit. He's like, if you were a real spy and not overgrown child play acting, yeah, as he's one, he's rough. He's jeez, yeah, cuts him to the bone. Yeah, he's like, you'd understand that there's uh, there's a time when you have to cut and run. Yeah, which is great, a great line. This whole scene yeah. is amazing. This is a great scene. He talks about how all of his associates have died except him because he knows when to cut and run. Yeah. This becomes important later. Yep. Um, Garrick is like, he's like, that's it. I'm done. We're out of here. Computer he the and Bashir yeah. pulls out his teeny tiny gun. His lipstick gun or whatever the fuck. And Garrick's like, what are you going to do with that? Shoot me? You don't have the fucking stones, you, you bitch. You me, bitch. <laughs> and he's like, look. You need to face reality that you're not a hero. You're just pretending to be one. Yeah. And I'm not a hero either, but you don't have the guts to pull the trigger like I would. Right. And then Bashir fucking shoots him in the neck. He shoots him and grazes him. Oh, it's so cool. And Garrick is, like, shocked. He's like, He's like what Whoa. the fuck? He's like, that was cutting it a little close. Like, you, came so, you came so close to... You could have killed me. And Bashir's like, what makes you think I wasn't trying? And then Garrick, like, loves him. Um, he's like, yeah. He's like, oh my god. Garrick is full staff. Full yeah, he's mast. hard. His fucking boner has ridges up the side like his neck does. 
He's ready for it, but yeah. they got to get out of this shit first. He's like, he's like, there might be hope for you yet, Doctor, which is so good. Yeah, Garrett gets like, he gets a little dominated, and he loves it. He's like, he's into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? That's a good moment to take a quick break. Yeah. With BDSM on the table, we'll be right back. He's gonna sit back. Welcome back, cadets and captains. I think it's important to point out here in the last leg of the show that you should be heading over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast and mm-hmm. becoming a patron or upping your patron pledge because at the end of the month, we're going to be, Desrath is going to be matching your pledges and we're going to be donating big ass lump sums to the Trevor Project. So Big ass cash money. Cash money millionaires. That's right. So head on over there for that right now. Do it. Do it. It's for a great cause. Absolutely. Uh, back in Star Trek land, uh, they uh, our heroes head to the control room and point their tiny guns. At yeah, they're back in the room again. The same room. The set from whatever this was for. <laughs> uh, they they hold Doctor Noah at gunpoint and they have a little bit of an argument with Anastasia because she's like kill shoot him. him, yeah, and shoot him, like because she's about to kill Doctor Noah herself, yeah, or maybe it's uh, Snake or whatever his fucking name is Falcon Falcon <laughs> Snake Pliskin. <laughs> he looks more like Snake, but he does uh, Falcon. She she's gonna kill him and. Um, but she was like, "No, don't do that." And he's like, have you, "She's like, have you lost your fucking mind?" And he's like, "Yes." But then <laughs> Duchamp comes in, fucking Worf, oh, with his gun, Duchamp. and he's like, "Give me all your fucking pieces." Yep, throw them on the ground, pussies. And it's like, "Damn, Worf, you said pussy on TV." I can't believe you said that in 1994. Holy shit! Fucking crazy, dude. Uh. Bashir gets a comm signal from Eddington, and he's like, we're going to try to rematerialize the patterns in two minutes. So yeah. Bashir knows he has to stall. Stall time. This is great, too, though. Dr. Noah's like, well, time to fucking die. Yep. Bashir's like, actually... Hold on a second. <laughs> I'm on your side now. I'm tired you know of all this fucking fighting and shit. Don't you hate Earth and how stupid it is? You know what's actually a good idea? Murdering everyone on Earth. I think that's I'm gonna, pretty dope. Yeah. And he walks over to the control panel, and do, and uh, Dr. Noah's like, You think you're gonna walk over there and blow up my panel? Fuck you, I'm gonna shoot your ass. And he's like, nah, bro. He's like, nah, gonna... check this out. Blonk! And he hits that he hits fucking button. button. And Kira's like, you blew up the world! <laughs> the world! The world, you blew it up. And fucking everybody in the room is just staring, mouth open and eyes yeah. wide, like, what the fuck? You're crazy. And then Bashir's like, hey, you know what makes me a great spy? And he <laughs> he's, he just says, I know, he says the exact same, same yeah. thing Garrick says, which makes Garrick smirk, which is great. Yeah, it's really 
really clever. Like that's a such a clever use of that. Like, like you learn. I know when to cut and run. I'm alive, yeah. and my compatriots aren't because I know aren't. when to cut and run. It's yeah. so fucking good. It's so good. It's it's almost like he's like his hero too, right? Like he learned like from his from the maestro himself, it's true. right? Because, like, anything Garrick says could be a lie anyway, right? Like, who knows? That's very true. Like, who knows what this dude is? Uh, Dr. Noah's like, huh. I didn't think I was going to win somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a great, great meta. Yeah, The program doesn't have, like, the programming for when he succeeds. There's no storyline plotted out for this. Yeah, he's going off script. (laughs) He's like, you know what'll make me feel better, though? When I kill you, Bashir, and he He's points like, I'm the still gun. gonna kill you. Yeah, because I wanted to. I've just been, I've wanted to do it for so long. So, and that's when the transporter hits and everybody gets dematerialized out of the room and they appear back on the O'Brien. The O'Brien. The O'Brien! They renamed the Defiant the O'Brien because he's so good at fixing it. <laughs> Dude, I love when he gets away. He's like, what the fuck did you do to my shit? What have you done? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so good. And Rom's like, oh, brother, uh, O'Brien, chief, chief, uh, O'Brien. This, <laughs> well, is, this is where we this start is your to get ship now, the O'Brien, the O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we start to get Rom being like a technical guy too. It's which true, is cool. and uh, he's sort of a whiz kid with garbage in a way. It's sort yeah. of like the difference between like a Peter Parker and a Tony Stark. Yeah, like Tony Stark has all these like. Uh, millions and billions of dollars he can make shit with and like Peter yeah. Parker goes to like the junk store to find transistors to make yeah, his he, shit out of. He goes to like the used cell phone store, right? And he buys like <laughs> parts for a web shooter. Um, Rom, Rom is working with not much so it seems like he's like maybe a little incompetent comparatively but like he still succeeds because yeah. he's just he so good him. at what he does. He saves him so many times. Rom is underestimated as a great yeah. uh, engineer. Yeah, he's he's really... This is really when the show starts getting really good. Oh, yeah. The show is like... We're in season four at this point? Yeah. Yeah, the show is like really good at this point. Three, three is good. Four is... Four and five are my favorite. Oh, I yeah. Think. I can agree with that for sure. Yeah. Uh, back in the hollow suite, Garrick is like, Oh, what an ingenious solution. <laughs> I never Blowing thought of the world. I never yeah. thought about saving the day by destroying the world and killing everyone on it. Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, I guess, you know, this there's something to this fantasy thing. It keeps your mind creative, right?" Yeah. Like he's used to reading like Cardassian books that are just like all the same all the time, right? Like this is definitely uh, a new viewpoint for him. Yeah. And he's he's it's like, interesting. Uh, Bashir's like, how about lunch tomorrow? And Garrick is like, how about at your place in Hong Kong? And Kowloon, yeah. <laughs> and they walk out wants- hand in hand and kiss. <laughs> he just wants to hang out with Mona Loves It again. Mona Loves It is fucking dead. Nah, she'll be back. It erased her out of the program when she She's died. erased. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Now this episode's fucking dope. That's the end of the episode, by the way. This episode's dope yeah. as fuck. Yeah, it seems like it's out of control stupid at first, but it's so... I mean, uh, Garrick, he just... That dude could do anything, and I would watch that show. 
That's true. I would I would watch a show of Garrick just sitting in his tailor shop talking. I would. It'd be so good. Like he, I love him. I love him. <laughs> Garrick is good as fuck, man. Yeah. Like here's a here's a John Larroquette fun fact of the week for you. Ooh. Uh, this episode is for the entire season took the longest to shoot. I would imagine that, yeah. It took almost nine days of shooting and reshoots, and normally it takes about seven days. Yeah, that's why probably some of those shots are bad. They, They're rushing. The there were a lot of problems behind the scenes, which I think we uh, guessed before. Uh, they put up the backdrop for the for like the Mount Everest backdrop. Yeah, and went to shoot, and somebody on the crew saw through the window that there was no snow on the mountains. Oh, so they had to take it down and paint the snow on like the a matte painting. Yeah, I so, mean, whatever. <laughs> Honestly, like, whatever. Right? Like, uh. Winrich Colby, the director, has gone on record saying a $50,000 set cost $75,000 because there were $25,000 worth of overtime and weekend work. Okay, well, that's, like, one way to look at it, I guess. It's a lot of dough. Yeah, but not for fucking Star Trek at the time. I guess it's probably true. They were fine. Seventy-five grand. that's not that much. Uh, the score was for this episode was done by Jay Chataway. And Chataway had to fight pretty fucking hard to do the James Bond score that he wanted yeah. to do. Because they wanted to just use the normal sort of scores and leap motifs that they had. Oh, well, they do, like, a cool, like, James Bondy like, when the episode ends, like a... Like a Star Trek DS9 James Bond version, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, that's so good! It's cool as fuck." Yeah, no, you got to do the Bond music, man. It's James Bond is nothing without the music. It's oh half the thing is the music. I already did the John Larroquette fun fact of the week. Uh, let's do a James Avery fun fact of the week. Okay. Uh, MGM sent the studio angry letters about this episode because they own bond yeah they did not find the imitation to be the sincerest form of flattery i that's that sounds fucking petty as fuck like that's stupid as shit apparently the thing was like a lot of the names were too close and a lot of like the plot situations were too close like dr no uh like that type of shit yeah, but that's uh, well. If there's no legal brought into it, of course, because you can't How fucking you sue prove, somebody yeah. for being uh, doing a parody of you. Yeah, but um, it became such like a sticking point with MGM that when they did the next episode in Bashir's Hollow novel, yeah, a simple investigation from season five, uh, they don't use Bond references hardly at all. That's so dumb. That's so stupid. Fuck you, MGM. <laughs> it's dumb. It's dumb as shit. Eat my ass, MGM. Like, like James Bond's some fucking serious-ass fucking thing. Like, get fucking real, dude. Everybody loved making this episode. I think that's not I shocking. Bet. Yeah. Get to play, like, a goofy idiot. It's like, awesome. Nana Visitor went on... Went on uh, Record saying it was like heaven doing a terrible Russian accent and being like a sex kitten. 
I agree, Nana Visitor. What a great fucking episode. That's that's yeah. sort of the thing about at this period in Deep Space Nine, even the episodes that are sort of like one offs still like move the plot forward and are still like yeah. really good. That's what you get with uh, R.D. Moore, baby. Oh, R.D. Moore. Really do more with less. Ronald dicks more. Yeah, he dicks a lot. (laughs) I'm giving this episode a 9. I'm going to give this episode an 8.5. I'm going 9, baby. Damn, almost a catfish. Almost a cat. We have never had a catfish. No. I'm gonna. I would say the inner light is a catfish. Yeah, inner light. Like Darmok is a catfish. That's a catfish. Yeah. For people who haven't heard about this scale, or like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, did they catfish somebody? What are they talking about? It's the Cochrane to catfish warp scale. Warp yeah. one is shitty. Warp ten is the best because it turns you, you into a catfish. You get hyper evolved into a catfish, and then you fuck your captain. Yeah, it's a win-win. It's a win-win for everybody, except those kids, I guess. Yeah, those catfish babies. Good luck with that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give this an 8.5, because like I said, the only thing that really detracts from this episode for me is like the directing is fairly bad. It's a little stinky. Uh, it's not the worst in Star Trek history. There's definitely worse, but um, yeah, it still was enough. I think the like directing of a star trek episode if i notice things are bad then they're probably bad. really bad <laughs> yeah if if everyone does their job correctly you don't notice it right absolutely but, but yeah i don't know i i always forget how good this episode is like it's like a clean slate cuz it's just like you said it's like a one off and i'm just like oh this weird one where they go be james bond and then i watch it and i'm like oh right this is amazing oh yeah I always forget about the real-world implications of the Holosuite thing. Yeah. I don't know why I forget about that, but I always do. Because you're so wrapped up into how silly it is, but it's, it's so good at the same time. It's very true. Also, I, I don't think I can overstate how hot Nana Visitor is in this episode. I don't, I don't think you can either. It's uh, She's pretty attractive. <laughs> Pretty attractive. You can put that on the DVD box set. <laughs> uh, the title of this episode is a uh, homage to a movie called Our Man Flint, which is already a parody of James Bond. Yeah, that's really funny. And uh, they do also reference non-James Bond things, like The Man from Uncle and yeah, Wild from Wild Uncle. West. Man from Uncle is... Uh... A really weird show, but it's kind of good. It's true. Yeah, because she's Ru- Russian. I think. I think her, like the one of the woman women's is Russian or or something. I think in the new movie they make her like, like Israeli maybe. I forget. I don't. I never saw the new one with Henry Cavill. It's all right. It's all, it's pretty good. I know Henry Cavill punches up a dude a lot. He punches up a dude in the new Mission Impossible. He's, he he's does a, a lot of punching. He's a punchy man. He likes he's to... attractive too. Whew. Yeah, he's a he's a hot fella. Yeah, he's like, yeah. He's it's too bad ripped. about them Superman movies. <laughs> too bad they're bad. <laughs> uh, proving yet again that it doesn't matter how many muscles you got in the suit. 
You still gotta have a good fucking uh, script. Yep. He's much better as The Witcher. He's much better as Geralt of Rivia. He's pretty good at everything else I've seen him in. It's it's a shame that his Superman... It, he doesn't play a bad Superman, he just... He doesn't have anything to work with, suck, the poor guy. Yeah. Why'd you say Martha? <laughs> Please save Martha. I don't care about my secret identity anymore, apparently. Jesus Christ. Fucking, please save Martha, guy who's been trying to murder me the entire movie. Also, we're friends now, I guess? Whatever. Okay. The movie fucking sucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, special Ugh. commendation to Avery Brooks in this fucking episode yeah. playing Dr. Noah. Yeah. He, he is so good. I love that man. He... I love him. <laughs> uh, he's so fucking good. I love I love him so much. Uh, I think it's interesting to point out that I was looking through some of the like interesting facts about this episode, and I pointed out that Duchamp was like Le Chief. Yeah. And it turns out that he that is who he's supposed to be. That's who he's supposed to be. Yeah, because the first Bond novel was Casino Royale. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's pretty fucking good, Jeff. Way to That's, go. Yeah, you did it. Nice work. I'm pretty much the best. There is so there are so many allusions to Bond movies. Yeah, you can tell. Like, I don't. That's why I don't like. I don't understand why MGM got mad. Like, you can tell somebody like really liked James Bond. Like, you don't make something like this because you hate James Bond. No, you make it because you love James yeah, Bond. Yeah, that's stupid as fuck. Like anyone who thinks that is just a small dick having shit. Doesn't have a massive chode like we yeah, do. Yeah, they don't have a tuna can like we do. <laughs> Well, Josh, I think that's a good point to end the episode on now that everybody knows the shape and size of our dicks. Yeah, one tuna can width-wise. Yeah. And, and length-wise. And length-wise. Yeah. Uh, on a good day, I can get it up to a tuna can and a half. Woo! <laughs> you know, we we have a lot of fun on the show. We make a lot of goofy jokes on the show, but you, you know what's not a joke... What? The Trek Boy Pride Pledge Drive. Hell yeah. You know what you should do? Head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast and put down a little bit more money than you would otherwise. Maybe a lot more money than you would otherwise because every bit over 750 bucks is going straight from Desrath's pocket to the Trevor Project. As we mentioned earlier in our episode, they do amazing work for LGBTQ plus youth in suicide prevention. And that's absolutely needed in this day and age. Great cause. Really, an, really good. An amazing cause. And not only is Desrath going to donate uh, all that chunk of cash, we're going to donate big-ass wads as well. We're going to whop our wad on the counter. <laughs> yeah. And just donate some bucks. Some fuck bucks. Head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast and take place alongside the gods of Trek Boys. Trek Boys! Trek Boys! <laughs> Wop your wad on the counter <laughs> and do it for a great cause. You're not only supporting M-Class Podcast, but you are putting a ton of money into the Trevor Project's pockets, into their coffers so that they can continue to do the great work that they do. Thank you again to Desrath for being our sponsor this month so that we can do this amazing thing with you. We appreciate it. Yeah. Endlessly. 
we look forward to this uh, yearly, hopefully every year. We're gonna oh yeah, try we we couldn't do it in 2020 because it was fucking 2020. You lived through it. You know what it was. You were there, yeah. But we're really hopeful that we can do this every year from here on out. So mm-hmm. fucking get on board or get the fuck out of the way. Wow, I said it. <laughs> Shit. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at M Class Podcast, where you can see the latest uh, goss, the hottest goss about hottest Star goss. Trek. The tea. You can see us spill the tea all over the place. I don't like that phrase. I don't either, actually. Um, I don't know why you made me say it at gunpoint, but I did <laughs> point my chode at you and said, "Say it." Say it or else. Or else. I'll slap you with my chode. Or else the chode gets put away. Like, oh god, no. Oh no, please. I must see. <laughs> I must see. Nah, if you want to know what the next collection of episodes are, what uh, you should be watching for the show so that you can keep up, if you want to know uh, all the hottest goss, mm-hmm. then uh, follow us on Twitter at Podcast. You can also find the um, newest collection of episodes and information related to them. Uh, at mclasspodcast.com. Best website on the net. It is the best single-page website on the internet. Yeah, GeoCities. There's also a link on that page that takes you to a listing of every episode we've ever done with links. Crazy. So uh, you never have to suggest an episode we've already done again. (laughs) It's for you, everyone we love you so much thank you guys thank you all so much uh please take part in the patreon trek boy pledge drive i'll say it right one day i promise we'll get it we'll get it we got a couple more weeks uh we'll be back in one week with more m class goodness so bye 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 babies <laughs> thanks to finish the use of his track average space race for a theme song bye, bye. <laughs>
I'm mentally ill.